When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Bell. Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 through the fan of Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation 2 to 7 p.m. Central Monday through Friday on 105 through the fan of Dallas. He is also the pre and post game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network which there was no game to react to this week. How about Brian, that? How did you how did you spend your bye week Sunday? What else were you watching? Uh, what did I do? I was interested in uh, Rangers man. game six, obviously. Yeah, Shout I, out I, to the I, Rangers getting to the World Series. Congratulations, Rangers! Yeah, for one hundred five three, the fan from all of us. Uh, the I went to the game on Friday and had my heart ripped out, and I was oh. trying to like equate it to other moments in sports. Growing up here in Dallas, where I've had my heart ripped out of you know for uh, for games, the. The Tony Romo drop snap in Seattle during the playoffs was one. The Dez catch in 2014 was another one where I felt like it got my heart ripped out. Jackie uh, Smith. Jackie Smith dropping the touchdown. Man, you're going way, way back with that one. Dwight Clark's catch uh, oh. in the NFC Championship game. I, I'm an old guy, 59 years old, so I've seen a lot of like getting my heart ripped out of games. But, man, that was to be – and it was so – Bobby, and you know the rules. I was watching in the press box, and there's no cheering. And so you're sitting there, and literally the ball leaves the bat from Altuve. And I'm like, man, they just hit a three-run homer to win this thing. I mean, they just basically just – you know, the Rangers had a shot in the the bottom of the ninth. But, I mean, at that point, you're just like – you were just so devastated. So – uh, yeah, it, it being a Dallas sportsman, there's 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 other people around the world, around the country that I'm sure have other moments. I, I just hope you never have to go through that uh, because I feel like in my life I've gone through a few, been through a lot of good successful stuff, but then also had like that one was pretty pretty tough because I've really grown invested into the Rangers. Yeah. I, I just have, and and uh, you know I was I'm happy that they made the World Series, but. It was. It gave me an opportunity to kind of to to that week to kind of just focus on baseball the whole week, which I really really enjoyed. I'm now ready to kind of get back into the cowboy mode, the swing of things. You know, you got to run a games, and then you're next thing you know, we're going to wake up. It's already damn week eight, you know, and you're going to wake yeah. up and it's Thanksgiving, and you're going to wake up again, and they've got to win this game to win the division, you know, and so we're going to be in that mode here uh, before very long. Yeah, look, I think that, you know, you did spend your bye week productively. 
uh, because you had a, a really fantastic segment, which we'll actually, I, I heard you do it on 105 through the fan. We'll touch on it uh, next segment a little bit in addition to some of the things the Cowboys can expect after by. But you studied what Cleveland did against San Francisco. Yeah, I had, and yeah. and I think that that's really interesting. That was, that was, you know, that was a lot of fun. And, and this morning, um, I'm going to take the opportunity. I've got to look at the Rams tonight for future shows for you and I, and then for 105.3, and then also for Cowboys Break, which I always do. I'm interested to see what Minnesota did. What was fascinating was the numbers that the success that uh, that they had throwing the football, Minnesota had throwing the football, Kirk Cousins had when they weren't blitzed. But then when they got blitzed, I think he was 7 of 12 and, uh, you know, it for, they, they forced a turnover on him. But it, it's funny. I'm interested to see. It, it doesn't appear like that that San Francisco got a whole hell of a lot of pressure because when they didn't blitz, he was dead perfect. And usually San Francisco tries to get you with their four-man rush. But yeah. I'll, I'll study that. I'll study that game and then kind of get an idea. you got to get a game plan together. Uh, I already watched the Cleveland game, which gave me an idea about how they play with the robber. Uh, down in the box to kind of take away the crossers. Not in the box, but outside the box to kind of take away those crossers and stuff like that. Might be a good way to play uh, the 49ers going forward. Well, you know, if uh, if the NFL playoffs started today, who are the Dallas Cowboys facing, Brian? That would be the San Francisco 49ers if the oh, playoffs that, started today. The yep. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the 49ers have been bumped down to the number three team. Dallas is at six. So you'd be on the road in San Francisco if the playoffs started today. <laughs> which is very poetic. We're going to talk here in this first segment, though, about Jerry Jones. He interviewed with 105 through the fan. That's so some interesting is, it, to... is it? Is it real quick? Is that mm-hmm. Philadelphia, Detroit? Uh, yeah, it's Philly. I think it's Philly, Detroit is what it is. Detroit's okay. got a tiebreaker right now. Yeah, there you go. All right. And so you play all this... these teams, man. It's crazy. You're going to play. You're going to play the 49ers. You're going to play the Lions. You're going to play the Dolphins. You're going to play the Bills. You're going to play Seattle. Who else we got in this thing you're going to play that's probably going to be – there's some tests. I mean, you I mean Miami the, and Buffalo, they have yeah, side. Exactly. You failed the test against San Francisco. you got to find a way to win these other ones, though. It's it's interesting you say that. We'll we'll dive into sorry, what Jerry I'm said. No, no, you're good. We'll, we'll dive in specifically to what Jerry had to say about the trade deadline here in a sec, which is coming up on Halloween, because there was, I think, an interesting comment there. But – it was funny when we asked him, like the first thing where it's like, hey, tell us about bye week assessment. You blah, guys did a good job on that. How, good question. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. How many, what was it? Was it less than 10 seconds before he said San Francisco? He did say San Francisco. If you have any question, I know some people thought we overhyped how much the Cowboys really cared about that and everything. Else. If you have any question about is this team still obsessed with San Francisco? We, he was just asked about bye week reflection, and Jerry couldn't get 10 seconds into it without saying the 49ers' name. That's he, still a team that they are really focused on. And he even said, I thought it was interesting, he said we're in the upper echelon. I've never heard Jerry say anything like this. We're in the upper echelon. I'm not saying we belong on the same field as the 49ers. It's like, yeah. man, that team is in the Cowboys' head. Yeah, uh, and maybe Philadelphia might be in their head, too, here in the a next bit. couple of weeks. You know, we'll study them. Philadelphia's done a great job with – the personnel that they've had. They've had some games where they haven't been perfect in a lot of areas, but they find a way to be six and one. You know, maybe they're getting, maybe they struggle in a game. It's my saying I have all the time and I need to get a t shirt made. This NFL is a strange lady. Strange lady. It's a strange lady. One in five teams are beating teams that are looking like playoff teams and you know it's kind of it's just been really, really crazy. And that's what you that's what you endure throughout a season. You'd love to have the Arizona uh game back. 
you know, and you'd love to have a better effort against the uh, against the 49ers. I think the Cowboys going forward feel like that they're that they can compete, that they're built to compete against the Eagles. But we'll see in a couple weeks how that game plays out for them. So that was just interesting right there that he mentioned San Francisco a couple different times. I just think that yeah. that's relevant to point out because of you know the fact that they they clearly still have a mental hurt of it. If you are on track to play San Francisco again, uh, that's still clearly on the mind of your owner and general manager that, mm. hey, I don't know how much we stack up against this football team. Uh, but he did have a lot to say on the trade deadline. We were able to kick around a lot there because there have been a lot of national pundits suggesting that Dallas could be one of the active teams at the NFL trade deadline which is really funny because the NFL trade deadline for years was essentially nothing, Brian. Like it's not the MLB trade deadline or the NBA. Now you actually get some activity, usually not on deadline day, but usually the week leading up, you'll see some names. Philadelphia already went out, got Kevin Byard, who's a really good player, a really good safety. Can I I Uh, give you, can I give you a little scouting report? My, my gang of seven guys um, gave me a little report on, on buyer and what to kind of expect from him. Uh, I just thought it was interesting because I asked about him specifically, of course. Uh, one of my guys said, and, th- and th- this was, I'm kind of, I'm taking the phrase or the wording from two or three different guys, but they say the same thing about sure. him. The, 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 the thumbnail scouting report about him uh, is he's been good, not as great in coverage as he's been in previous seasons, but still good starter and a, a plus player both versus run and pass. So yeah. this looks like a deal where they didn't give up a whole hell of a lot and they got a guy that's legitimate, uh, was a Pro Bowl player, always around the ball, You know, maybe struggling a little bit more in pass coverage than he did in the past, but still a run good defender that tackles well. That, that sounds like to me a good, a good addition to your defense that uh, – that uh, might be struggling a little bit in some of the areas that uh, that they want to address. Bayard was a guy who I believe, so he got drafted in 2016, uh, early third round or late second round, one of them. I just remember that because that was one of the highest players we've seen in recent NFL history who didn't go to the combine. He was a yeah. combine snub oh. and went incredibly high. But Bayard is a guy who, that since he entered the league, I believe he's second in the NFL in interceptions behind yeah. Xavier and Howard. So, He'll take the ball away. He's he's intercepted Dak a few times, yeah. um, and so he he's somebody who absolutely is a a real needle mover. I think for Philadelphia, so that's concerning. But in terms of Dallas going after the deadline, uh, Jerry had some interesting things to say about it, and I don't know. I'm curious if this is the guy that you worked with. Uh, this perspective he has, he says the initiation of an opportunity to make a trade at this time that would help us principally has to start over on the other end. So what Jerry's saying is, I'm not picking up the phone. I'm not working the phone. Something's basically got to fall into our laps. Is that a little bit of a, a change-up from what you've known in the past in terms of Jerry and, and the way that he approaches these things? Bobby, I, I was on uh, the break today, mm-hmm. and I made a passionate plea. Uh, you know, We each had an opportunity to kind of talk about the comments that you guys were able to get from Jerry and the comment that I made was I wish I I wish the old Jerry Jones would come back I wish the old Jerry Jones would come back that would that was willing to um, to step up do whatever he had to do uh, you know there was a time and, and I and I addressed this I said this um, 20 years ago when Jerry was wheeling and dealing 25 years ago whatever when Jerry was wheeling and dealing picks, 
I was part of the scouting staff that you know we we did the we did uh, the Joey Galloway trade. We you know yep. Roy Williams. We there was things along the way we did, and I feel like that if we scared Jerry off from making trades like that, he he did the Amari Cooper one, you know, but he did that because he saw that receiver by committee wasn't working. But, you know, that's a good evaluation. Had to go out, had to give up a first-round pick, had to make that happen. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it on – this is the third platform I'm going to say it on. I think Jerry Jones is better equipped with better information than when we were scouting for him. You know, I, I think his pro department today is better than the pro department with myself and others that were, were doing it. And not that – you know, there were uh, – I think with Jerry standing at the at, – I say this at the dice, at the craps table with holding the dice – and pushing chips around with me was probably a gamble. With his current group, with you know, with the leadership from Will and you know, and Alex Loomis and Henry Schroka and and those guys over there, I think they're better equipped to know the league and know the type of players that they need. And if Jerry wants to go out and get a player and spend a premium pick to go get a player that could help him. I think he's better equipped for that now than maybe 20-some-odd years ago when I was sitting in that chair for him. And I would hope that he would you know, be that guy that I was dealing with in you know, the early 2000s that was willing to look around, listen to the information, say, let's go, let's do this. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, to me right now, I don't know what's holding him back. And I want to believe he's making decisions on this, but I also want to think that maybe Stephen and Will and others are influencing him. Hey, Jerry, we don't have to do this. We don't have to make a move for a linebacker. We don't have to make a move for a corner. We don't have to go make a, a move for another position player. You know, we don't need this. You know, and, and that's Jerry's going to go, okay, if that's kind of how we feel. And Jerry never wants to be in a position where he can't negotiate. So he's going to say, you know, I need somebody to come to me, and you know, they're kind of hat in hand and want to do that. But I, I miss the old Jerry Jones. That, and to be honest with you, Bobby, I think there's a side of him that still wants to be that Jerry Jones of the early 2000s and go and do this. I don't know how you can't look at the NFL right now, the landscape of it, and and not say this thing is wide open right now. This, yeah. you know, one or two moves at the midway point. And I used the, the, the example of the Texas Rangers and, and Chris Young, first-year general manager for the Rangers. His team was in first place basically the whole entire season through the trade deadline, and he went out and got Chapman, and he went out and got Montgomery, and he, he you know, Scherzer. He, made, he, you know, he lost to Grom. He went out and made trades to try and make his team better. And the players he traded for right now are one of the reasons why he's sitting now in the World Series because yep. of some of the moves that he was willing to make. And his team was in first place the majority of the season, up until the very last month of the season, very last weeks of the season, he was, they were in first place. And I, I wish that that was Jerry Jones again. And I don't know if Will's holding it back, and I don't know if, if Steven's holding it back. And I don't mean that any disrespect to either of those guys. But if, if, if going out and making the right move, and, and, and the right move would be, from what your pro department told you your right move is. Because these guys are super qualified for this job. Yeah. They're much more qualified for, to make a great decision than maybe when I was doing it. 
And I'm not trying to just pour me and slam me or what. But no, I just I'm honestly I believe these guys are really good at evaluating the league, and they've proven that with the way they've built their roster. I admire the way they build their roster, but I also would like to see them just you know go out and people will say, well, they tried to do it where they gave up a minimal pick for 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 Gilmore. Okay, they gave up a million pick for Cooks. Okay. But if you could find if somebody in one in the pro department can evaluate somebody that can they can go get that could be that difference maker, man, they owe it to themselves and they owe it to this fan base. They owe it to this fan base to to go out there and try and go win this 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 division, this conference, and potentially a Super Bowl because this thing to me, Bobby, is wide open. It really yeah. really is. I don't care. Philadelphia is a good team. San Francisco slammed you, you know, maybe a bad game against San Francisco. Maybe next time it'll be different. But maybe if you have another player or two that might make the, a difference in that game, like they have, then you, you might have a different result. Yeah, it is frustrating. And I, obviously you're not arguing for make a move just to make a move. But I'm like, not, do, your due, do your due diligence. It's, it's one of I, their favorite lines, due diligence. Just do I your am, due diligence. Yes, I'm completely trusting Will McClay and the pro scouting department here, completely. I just think when we were when we were throwing multiple ones around like there were manhole covers, just don't you know nickels or whatever. We we're just throwing them around, you know, like you spare change. You know, we, you know, we were Jerry was rolling the dice and he was rolling the dice. You know, I, we were right about uh, you know in free agency with Lori Glover and Dan Campbell and some guys like that. But there were some other ones along the way. There's some trades. You know, we never should have given up two ones for Joey Galloway. Never should have done that. One one was sufficient. We didn't need to give up two, but we did it. You know, when Jerry was willing to do it, and I I just wish we could get back to that guy that might be more willing to do this because I think he might be getting influenced not to do it. It is a fascinating uh, dynamic. Sure somebody's going to gonna be come sure. after me for saying that. Ah, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Everybody's entitled to an opinion, Brian, and yours is more informed than uh, most people would be sitting here talking about it. You are listening but to I the Love the Star. I you did. That's my guy. point. Yeah, I that's my point. I you saw know what he, I saw him. I saw him look around the room after getting all the information, and saying, "Let's go. Let's do this." You know, yep. I've seen him do that, and and I just see this this whole thing is so open. Uh, and I'm sorry, I interrupt you there, Bob. No, 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 no. I, 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 I 100% agree. Love I'll be interested star. to see. I'll yes. be interested to see how much his word matches his actions too. Because um, I mean, they've they've. But you said asked before, him the question. You asked yeah. him the question, and he seemed open to the idea. But somebody's going to have to call. You know, if 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 they identify somebody that they that can make be a difference maker, and they have to give up a premium pick. I trust these guys to do it. I trust these guys. You know what? They weren't wrong about Amari Cooper. It just no. became personal. You yep. know what I'm saying? They weren't wrong about Amari. It just became personal. That's that's the issue. Yeah, they uh, they let their money get mad a little yep. bit there. A little bit. Uh, you are listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Stars is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 